Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Whitney McDonald and I'm the editor of Bank Automation News. Today is November 2nd, 2023. Joining me is Chief Executive of Fintech Sunbit, Arad Levertop. He is here to discuss payments disruptors, leveraging AI and Gen AI today, and the future of the payments landscape. He co-founded Sunbit in 2016 and has been in fintech since 2009. Thanks for joining us. Um, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Um, I'm Arad Levertov. I'm the co-founder and um, CEO of Sunbit. Sunbit is a financial technology for real life. Um, we are based in Los Angeles and we have about 500 employees across the nation. Um, many people are familiar with the pay overtime functionality or the buy now pay letter. And uh, usually they, this happens in the online. Sunbit, we have two main products. The first product is a pay over time functionality that is used for where people need it the most. So when you go to fix your car or when you go to the dentist or to um, to get an eye, uh, eyeglass, we help the customer to get the service they need and pay over time. Um, we are right now um, uh, operate in about um, 7,500 location of car repair services, which is about 40% of the market of uh, authorized car dealerships. So if you go to fix a car in the authorized car dealership, there is four out of 10 uh, chances that you will see us. In addition, we are in dental, as I mentioned, vet, um, eyeglasses places, overall over 20,000 locations, and we're adding five to 700 a month. Our second product, is the Sunbit card. Um, and the Sunbit card is a product that we announced in 2022 and basically brings the best of credit, debit, and buy now pay later into the hands of each customers. And the customer can use it in, with a physical card or with a virtual card. And over there, we've processed over 300 million transactions and customer uses 60% of the time in everyday purchases like gas, food, um, and, and the groceries, and basically we allow the customer to choose each transaction how they want to pay it, where it's like a debit, which means paying full, credit, paid only the minimum, or split either to three, six, or 12 months, like buy now, pay later. Our products are focused on the customers. We are inclusive, which means we approve more customers, and we never charge any fees. Great. Well, thank you again for joining us and for talking us through Sunbit. I'd love to get started with just setting the scene for today's payments industry. What are you seeing today? Kind of where do, where do we stand within payments today? That's a good question because um, um, when you think about where we are today, you you cannot ignore the macroeconomics uh, condition, right? So, um, you know, the Fed increased rates starting last year and the current interest rate is super, super high, which impacts the entire economy, but mostly the payments and the fintech uh, companies. So today when the interest is high, customers are um, struggling more to make payments and customers struggling more to make purchases. And that actually, um, it's an opportunity and also I call it a stress test for every company, especially companies that are in the payment space, which also got impacted by by the by the increase in interest rate, and when I when I look at this uh, stress test, each company um, needs to ask itself like three basic questions: one, do I really add value to consumer? Two, can I make profit out of it? And three, can I do it with the same core value and promises 
I promised the, the consumers, the employee, like, you know, three, four years ago when things were easier. So what does it mean? It means that especially in the payment space, when interest is high and customers are struggling, are customers still willing to take my product and pay money for it? And in our case, it's like, you know, the customers and the merchant, do they really value this? Second, can I do it while I my cost is lower than the revenue, which is super important these days? And three, can I do it with the same core values and promises as um, I promised to my employees, we promised to customers, we promised to investors two, three years ago when the market was different. So I think that the payment space today is in um, in a stress test and uh, and the good news that eventually it will differentiate the, the I call it the, 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 the real value companies from the uh, free riders companies who were riding on the payment space uh, two or three years ago when interest was low and everybody was, uh, you know, money was easy. Now you talked through the the stress that's in the uh, macroeconomic environment today. Maybe you could talk us through where technology comes in to address these pain points within payments. So this is exactly where technology, technology, but only if it's kind of in the fundamental of the business is coming into play. Um, because at the end of the day, in order to um, to both serve customers and make profit when your you know basic cost increasing, you need to think about scale. And scale comes with technology. Um, so when you are able to operate with uh, um, you know with more technology, better underwriting, smarter decisions. Um, better go to market or you know something that is pretty famous right now what we call the cac to ltv the customer acquisition cost and and the lifetime value of of the that you get from the from the um, from the customer the cac to ltv ratio um, this is where technology comes into play so you can actually operate in a scale without the uh, uh, the additional cost of you know manual cost or travel cost or other stuff like this and this is happens in the entire world um, in many, many industries. I mean, right now we are sitting and recording a podcast, which was never like 20, 30 years ago, there was no podcast. People actually listen only to what comes to the news. Now people listen to us because they want to focus on something personalized. In the payment space specifically, it's a little bit delayed because of regulations, because of other stuff. But now when you get to the technology around this regulation, this is where you will be able to win for the long term. Now, when it comes to payments companies like Sunbay, it, it's not a traditional uh, means means for payments. How do companies like Sunbit disrupt the financial services industry? Um, if you could kind of talk us through that, that would be great. Of course. Um, so there are many people talking about FinTech over the last literally 10 years, which is great. However, still, the biggest, biggest, uh, um, you know, player in the markets are the credit cards, right? The consumer credit, people use credit cards. Everybody has credit card in, in their hands. And credit cards are easy to use, right? People, you know, it's easy to pay, but it's horrible experience to apply. Approval rate is really low. There are, you know, sometimes only 50% actually of the people get approved. People get declined. By the way, I personally got declined for a credit card. Uh, after moving to the US when applying at a point of sale at um, one of the retail places. 
and the most important, there are many, many unnecessary and hidden fees. And, and, and when you think about this in general financial market, they focus on making a lot of money and they less focus on a consumer. Sunbit try to innovate for good and put the customer in, in, in the center. So for example, one of our, um, our main mission was from day one is eliminate financial waste and pass the value to the consumers. And one of our values is innovate for good. So what does it mean? We try to be better, to be more personalized for the customer. So your rate should be different than my rate, right? And, um, and it all, but both our rates should be transparent, no hidden fees, no fees at all actually, exactly you know how much you're gonna pay. We want to be more inclusive than the, than the competition because we use more under, more sophisticated data, more machine learning, and we use it across the, across the business to get more customer into the door. And if we do it well, and these customer pay back, we can get lower rate for everybody. So we use technology across the entire spectrum. How do we get to the merchant? As I said, we are adding five to 700 new merchants a month. We choose them to make sure that we do it with the right um, operating cost. So we add them, right, the sales cost. Of course, how do we handle customers? How do we treat customers? And um, how do we run the operation in general? We use technology. However, I would say that this is not enough. Technology is amazing and the most sophisticated under um, artificial intelligence and machine learning is being used across the nation, across the business. However, in addition, one, we put the customer in the center, which is super important. We remember that it's all for the customer. And two, we never get blinded by the numbers. You know, at Sunbit, we served millions of customers and processed billions of dollars of loans. But we remember that behind these um, numbers, there are people that at the end of the day wanted to fix the car and go back to work, wanted to get the root canal and, and you know, and get out with the pain and go back to the life. And when I'm able to, um, to help these customers split the purchase over three months, over sometimes 12 months without paying any interest and still make money because I make from the merchant, I see that I'm doing the right thing and using technology um, to help people. That's the basic of what we do, which we, we never forget about it. Now, I know they said it's not the most important part, but technology is is a key player here for Sunbit. Can we talk through the, the application of data, machine learning, and AI to accomplish all of this? Of course, yes. Technology is the basically enabler that helps us actually get what we do, right? Um, so when you think about Sunbit, when we, when we think about um, um, machine learning, um, you know, all, all the big words, machine learning, AI, data science, we from day one, and we started in, a, in 2016, decided to put it really across the operations. So because we work with mostly physical locations, we have retail operation, which means we need to get to the stores, we need to sell to them, we need to um, um, implement our solution into their systems, into their APIs, into the system, and we all need to do it in a smart way because it costs money. So we build technology and data that basically give us feedback on how does the how the, how much time it takes to uh, to get the store, how much data like this store is better than the other store, is this vertical versus the better than the other vertical, and we get this data and get better and better and better. And then 
we need the stores to keep using us and working with us and working with the customers. So again, here, use underwriting, use a, a technology to get the feedback about these customers, how they do versus this store to get better and better and continue when you serve the customer. You want the end user customer to have seamless um, um, experience when they take the, the loan, when they uh, pay for the loan, and if they want to, you know, to change some time and they have some uh, um, challenges of paying the loan, give them the best experience. And we use technology, look at the entire uh, system from A to Z with technology, with underwriting, with AI, and then go back with the focus on the customer. Now, of course, you're in the business of innovation and payments. Wondering if you could give us kind of a look ahead as to where the payments market is heading uh, in the next year or as we look into 2024. So I think that the first thing I will try to look is look even you know farther, like even you know, 2030. Because again, I, I mentioned that you and I are doing right now podcasts, which 20 years ago was nowhere right i mean when, when i was a kid we used to read newspaper like literally newspapers when you think about the payment and you know financial financial um industry it's still closer to the newspaper and to the podcast that we are doing right now which means it stuck many years ago because customer gets the same the same uh, many customers get the same the same um um uh, products and it's not personal it's not focused on the customer so i think that you know 10 years from now or whatever in, in the longer term, it will have to change because customers deserve more. They deserve better product, more personalized and actually cheaper, right? So the companies that will be able to do it are the companies, as we mentioned, that you know, focus on technology, put the customer in the, in the center, and of course, make profit because if not, you're not gonna survive. So this is the long term. The next year is still gonna be challenging because um, the interest is high, and this is the new reality, whether it ends or start, you know, easing in end of 2024 or end of 2025. I don't know. I treat right now this uh, um, the current situation as, as the new normal. So it will actually, as I mentioned, be a stress test for all the companies in the space to see if you can get through this and keep growing and, you know, doing it while while uh, um, building profitable profitable business you will definitely be uh, uh, the winning for the long term. And you, and you will do it if you focus on technology, customers, and, uh, um, and do it right. And this is what we try to do day after day. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time. And be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.